Um, I am so excited to talk to you guys today about distribution. It's been a huge passion of mine. My whole career has been in sales in some form or fashion. And I was recruited into the cannabis space in 2015 and, um, and immediately walked in and saw, well, the industry has been going from bros to pros, right? For like we're in some spectrum, depending on what state you're in, on what spectrum of bros to pros you're on. And a lot of the bros, hats off to you, have become pros. And, um, but we all need each other. We need the legacy market to join in with the professional experience that's been out there running businesses so that we can build a mega industry. And so throughout my presentation, there'll be one overarching theme, and that's going to be to follow your gut. In doing business in cannabis, because we're on that spectrum of pros to pros, it's important that you follow your gut. Um, yeah, I can't no. tell you how many times people come and sit down with us and, and uh, they're talking about a, like disaster with a launch of a product and they were saying, you know, we saw things early on and that's like the, that's like the worst, worst experience to have. So um, I started The Sweet Life, which was a wholesale distribution company in Oregon in 2017. Back in these days, you had... Uh, turkey bags with flour and, and trunks of cars, and, and it was a lot less sophisticated than it is today. Um, and we were in an 800 square foot, this was a sketchy, sketchy business park. And so 800 square feet was what we were operating out of, and I was shocked that the OLCC considered that a vault. Um, but it was a vault, and we were, and we were bringing on clients and beginning to represent them. And today, let's see if I can get this, I operate out of a 16,000 square foot, a little more high tech. We've got DEA rated cages so that we can ensure all of the product inside of it. So you'll find anywhere on the spectrum of that, um, depending on what market you're going into. So um, you'll... Um, trying to actually stay with my notes. That'll help us stay on time. <laughs> um, so I've been on both sides of the representation relationship. I have been the dispense, I've been on the um, distribution side where I represent, I've, I've represented over 50 brands. And then I've also been on the side of building a brand and now expanding it into markets and needing to find distributors for my products in that market. So I've lived on both sides of the spectrum. This is the newest launch that we've done in Oregon at Nimble, and this is Kites. It's a pre-roll pack, and, um, and it's quite literally flying off the shelves. And uh, 50 cents of every pack goes to equity in Oregon cannabis, and so every brand that we bring to market um, in Oregon has some sort of social justice and equity tied to it. Um, we're building reparations into our, into our brands, not simply waiting for proper use of funds of tax dollars to go to go to many of these causes that it needs to. Um, a little bit of a disclosure is state by state. So wholesale distribution is not a license that every state has. Um, and in states where you don't have a wholesale distribution license, you would look more towards your producers and processors. That's where distribution is often done um, in markets that don't have a wholesale distribution license. But in Oregon. Oh, oh, and in markets like California, you're a three-tier model. So it's important to know as you're looking to go into a market and launch your brand, 
what is this, the sales cycle? Like, where is sales done from? If you're one of the licensees, great, but many brands, and I've heard this on the stage from the other speakers, many brands entering the market today are not licensees. They don't hold a cannabis license. They come in with a great idea, a great brand. They find a co-packer who's going to make it. They find a distributor who's going to sell it. And so um, it is really important that you understand your role in those um, by way of both compliance and of being effective and getting your brand to the market. I'm an expert on the Oregon market, so uh, if you want to know anything about that, I'm your gal. If you want to know other markets, I can probably point you in the right direction. So first we look back, the original distributors of cannabis, that legacy market, the people selling AIDS. Um, those guys, hats off to you. You kept this alive when, when the rest of us were, uh, were asleep at the wheel on this industry. And when um, most markets, when they're going recreational, they start off as a medical market. In a medical market, brands tend to be a little different than what you see in a rec market. Uh, there's a lot of mylar bags and variable labels, and it's really the emphasis is on what's inside. You know, what what is the what's inside the product, not the brand. There's not a lot of flashiness really need to look at what's going to be a hot sell-through on the shelf. And this, all of this uh, brand formulation portion of what you and, and getting your go-to-market plan together as a brand is going to be really important for you to do even ahead of going to meet with distributors. So some of the work that you're going to do, let me join you. Um, so some of the work that you're going to do when you're actually out there looking to get your brand put together is you're going to spend some time in dispensaries. We call them retailers in Oregon because we're a, a whole rec market, so we don't refer to them as dispensaries. So I'll, I'll, for sake of argument, call them retailers. I would spend a lot of time going to a large sampling of retailers. If you already know what your product is, then you should be looking at that part. So let's just, for argument's sake, say you're going to be a gummy. Um, you should be looking at the variations of gummies that are on the shelf. You should be talking to the shop about what are the best performing SKUs and why. You should see if they have shelf talkers. You should see if they have displays. You should see what are the things that are making these gummies. What are the input materials? Is it distillate? Is it full spectrum? Is it hash rods? I mean, what is making this gummy be great, right? And so you need to gather all of that information ahead of I say this, you should not just go into your distributors expecting them to have all of this information for you. Um, I think you should go in knowing it yourself. So when you're, go when you're getting ready to go into your distributor, you should know what is the market size for your product. So I know we're at a beverage conference today. What, what market size is beverage in the market you want to launch? So in Oregon, we did $1 billion in sales in 2020, but what fraction of that was drinks? And so, and who are the competitors in that space? You should know all of that information ahead of time. So the best thing that we can do is be curious and follow our gut. I'm going to remind you over and over to follow your gut when doing any business in cannabis. So we're going to ask the right questions. These are great questions for a distributor. Um, they're all things that you should know before you trust them with the launch of your brand. How long have they been in the market? How many points of distribution do they sell to? How many sales 
people do they have in the field? How many accounts do each salesperson manage? What do they offer as far as reporting and data? This is super important. If you're bringing your brand into a distribution company to be sold, and you're not, you have to know where it's being sold to and what quantity, what variety of your product did that. So you should be asking for reports. I prefer them once every two weeks if I'm working with a distributor. I want to know every two weeks what has been sold um, and what SKUs they picked up so that then I can track, aside from my distributor, I can, attract, I can begin to track the sell-through on my own product and what stores are my hot stores? What stores should I be supporting? What stores do I need to lift their sales? And so really you have to go into the distributor knowing that they're going to be strong, strong at the sell-to, but they may be weak at the sell-through. And we'll go through that in a minute. So it's also important to ask, what are your rates? In Oregon, a pretty standard rate for distribution is 20%. Um, 20% would get you sales and distribution. It doesn't necessarily get you marketing support. It doesn't get you um, uh, in-store vendor days. It doesn't get you any of that. It's a selling to the point of the distribution. And so you should know what all they offer in the scope of and what their rate is for that. Uh, do, they, do they do a product acquisition model or a consignment model? Pretty important to know. And so if they're going to do an acquisition model... Talk about what that acquisition model is going to look like on your product. And if it's consignment, then I would talk about, you know, what that would look like as well, especially in a market, if you have markets where they take net terms, you know, knowing about when you get paid. Yeah, right now, right? That's smart. You've been in this a while. Um, So uh, their payment and AP cycles. So when are they going to pay you your money? So they've collected it from the retailer. When are you going to get it? And do they have any add-on services that you could work with? Your creative, marketing, consulting. Okay. Sell two. So distributors are great at the sell two. We have really, we have facilities, I mean, generally speaking, distributors should be great at handling the relationship with the buyers. Now, relationships with the buyers does not necessarily mean at the dispensary level. Many wholesalers, as we sell, we sell to hubs. And so if you have a multi, <clears throat> multi-store multi operation, they're going to oftentimes buy from one hub. And why does that matter to you? It matters because our rep as the distribution company is going to be meeting not in the dispensary themselves. So they're not going to be getting certain feedback for you there. Um, they're, we're great at the sell, too. But we tend to be, we struggle with the sell-through, and that's probably because it's not really what we're set up for. The sell-through is going to be through marketing, through getting direct to consumers, through supporting shops in how you do promotions with them. So um, I'll give you an example. As we're looking to launch Kites, our brand, in another state, we're looking to launch it in Oklahoma, we've had to identify a co-packer, and we've had to identify who our distribution company would be, but we're clearly defining what each of our rules and responsibility in the success of our brand is going to be. And so from our side of it, we're even providing weekly one-sheets for their sales staff. 
These one sheets say our stats. Maybe we have, we've pulled some headset data. We did just pull some headset data and discovered that of a five gram pre-roll pack, the standard pre-roll pack in Oregon is really turning out to be 10 half grams. So five gram pre-roll pack, there's 47 of those in Oregon and we're number 11. I can tell you that now that's only two months in. But those are stats that we use to sell. So we, we take all of that data, we talk to our team about what we're going to do to support our stores, and then we create one sheets that go out. We provide these to our distribution company. So we make sure that we're tracking our sell-through on our SKUs. What are our hot-performing SKUs? What are SKUs that maybe we should drop and not consider carrying next time. Maybe we need to do a test market skew. Um, and so that's all data that we're tracking. And so I think that most importantly, the relationship with your distributor has to be one where you have great communication um, and that you have a, a preferably access to a login with information that you can download your sales data yourself. I know that a lot of the uh, different systems that we're using today, LeafLink, Apex, a lot of them have a portal that can be for a client login where you can only see your portion of the data and no one else's. If that's an option, go for it. Um, I, that's the biggest disconnect I see between a brand and their success in the market is that they're a non-licensee and they're depending on their licensee for everything, but they're also depending on them for stuff that should be their responsibility. And that's keeping the health and wellness of their own brand going. So, um, you know, in closing, I think that a distribution is a fantastic model. You know, building out infrastructure for your business, depending on the size you are, but building out your own sales infrastructure um, oftentimes will cost you a lot more than 20%. And so as long as you can find an, uh, an effective distributor who has, I think that when you have um, a variety of sales reps who handle between 40 and 60 accounts a month, I'd like to know how many stops they're making daily and weekly to those accounts. But I think that if you find a distributor who, who looks like they have you know, the infrastructure of an organization that will help you be successful, that that's a conversation worth having. They're the ones who have the relationships. I can tell you from the buyer side of things at the retail level, they love working with distributors. They, they, they're getting a professionalism. They, um, you know, you, you're, it's a one-stop shop to get a lot done with one person instead of having to meet with 60 brands individually. You can meet with 20 brands under one company. And so there's a lot of reasons to work with a distributor, but again, follow your gut. <laughs> because, you know, uh, there's, there's a lot of ways that these relationships break down, and a lot of times it's just not setting proper expectations at the beginning of it. So that is, I took 17 minutes of my 25. I, I'm giving seven back to somebody else. Do you guys want me to do Q&A? Or do you want to move to next speaker? What do you say? What do you think, Sid? If there is any questions, does anybody have any? I'll take them. If not, we'll keep it moving. You guys are going to see some cool brands today. Any questions? One that we might be launching in Oregon. I'm excited. Did you have a question? Nope. No. Any no. questions? Questions? No. We're good. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, guys. <laughs>